blood moon has risen, it is time to tell stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. A black cat brings us a true story. A vampire bat bites into a tall tail. An owl flies in a story from other worlds. This is Blood Moon Podcast. I'm your Blood Moon host. If you have a strange experience or terrifying tale you want brought to life, please make your submission at bloodmoonpodcast.com. Now turn up the sound and turn off the lights. Our animal totems have stories to tell. wrote about their odd sighting they referred to as the Braidwood USO. this incident. I do not recall the exact date, but only have an approximate month and year. This occurred in the fall, September between 1998 and 2000. It was around 11 p.m. My boyfriend and I were sitting out on the deck. It was getting chilly and we were thinking of going inside. We live on a lake approximately 40 acres in size and there is a small back lake about 8 acres in size to the southwest. The southwest shoreline of the main lake is aligned with trees. There is no development on the back 50 acres where the small lake is. It is vegetated and has a dirt road. That night, to the southwest, behind the trees, the entire skyline and ground lit up with a bright blue flash. The glow was bright enough to see the entire outline of the trees in the night sky for about three seconds. Right after this, a little to the north, also above the tree line, I saw what looked like a bright star in the sky. I was staring at it, 
and in an instant, the light backed out, and it was gone. The light did not move across the sky. Regarding the blue flash, the only thing I could compare it to would be a transformer burning up. But there are no power lines in this area. I also work for the electric company and check the next day for any incidents. There were none. After learning more about unidentified submersible objects, or USOs, I believe something occurred involving the back lake. I would also like to add that this occurred within one block of the Braidwood Nuclear Generating Station. Before we tell the next story, I ask you to help me keep the animal totems happy. Please subscribe, review, and tell your family and friends about Blood Moon Podcast. We also invite you to follow us on Instagram at the Blood Moon Podcast. Now back to the stories of the strange and sometimes terrifying. Welcome back. This next account should give you the chills. If not, you might want to check your pulse. SMB had experienced incubus attacks. night, I'd be awakened by an enormous pressure on my chest, as if someone was pinning me down, and I couldn't get away. I could only feel this pressure on my upper body, chest, and neck. I would wrestle this thing away. I was usually too afraid to open my eyes. To me, something real was in the room with me, and it was holding me down, silencing me. I recall watching shows about exorcisms and the priests would say, this is a child of God and you cannot hurt her. I would try to utter these words, but felt that all I could produce was a guttural sound. These events took place in Yorkton, my hometown, and it went on for several years. In 1984-1985, I lived in France. I had one of these episodes while I was there. In 1986, shortly after returning from a trip to the Caribbean, back in Yorkton, I had another of these visits. By then I was trying to pay closer attention to what was happening during these incidents. 
I recall running my hands over it, and I could feel that this thing had a head. All I can remember about the head was it felt like it had a very close crop of hair, and it was the size of an infant's head. Say someone who was between six and nine months old. I don't recall if it had any temperature at all. It certainly wasn't cold. The temperature was probably more inanimate. It just felt like an object at room temperature that wasn't producing any body heat. In approximately 1987 or 1988, I saw an Oprah Winfrey show dealing with strange occurrences, and someone was describing exactly what I had been experiencing. The psychologist on the show called them incubus attacks and said they were strictly psychological, and the individual was wrestling with something from his or her past. This struggle with past issues would manifest itself into these nighttime attacks. I truly did not believe this was all in my head. It seemed very real to me. I had a happy, well-adjusted childhood and couldn't think of anything psychological that would come back to torment me. In 1989, I began a relationship with a man that would last the next 13 years. As I started spending more nights with him, I told him about these experiences. There was one time early in our relationship that he said I had been restless through the night and wondered if it was one of those episodes. He woke me up immediately, but I had no recall. That fall, I began teaching in a town called Kindersley. After my staff Christmas party in 1989, this man stayed over at my place. As I still had to teach the next day, I got up and went to the school and left him sleeping at my place. When I returned, he said my friend had paid him a visit that morning while he was sleeping alone at my place. He described it exactly as I experienced it, except his reaction was more of anger. Somewhat like, how dare you? Whereas mine was more of fear. We had several years without any further incidents. In approximately 1997, we were living in Prince Albert. My ex had been sleeping downstairs. He was a shift worker, so that wasn't uncommon. It was a Saturday evening, around 10 p.m., and I was starting to get ready for bed. It was winter, very dark outside, and very cold. I heard a small child run up the stairs on my deck. It was how kids run, very heavy-footed, and sounded like the kid had heavy-soled shoes. I thought it was very odd for the neighbor's kids to be out so late, as it was so cold. Anyhow, 
I peeked out onto the deck and saw nothing. Nobody there. No fresh tracks in the snow. But I know what I heard. I went back to the bedroom, directly above the room where my ex was sleeping. I heard him call out from downstairs. I listened, but it sounded like he went back to sleep. Then I heard him get up, go to the bathroom. and back into the bedroom. Next thing I knew, he was upstairs and quite shaken. He said that he had been visited by our friend. When I heard him call out was when he was wrestling with this beast. He said when he opened his eyes, the room was full of shooting darting lights. He saw a form floating above him. It was just a dark shadow of a head and shoulders. That combined with the kid-like sounds of running up the stairs had me thinking we were dealing with a poltergeist. When he went back into the room after being in the bathroom, he said it was ice cold. That's when he came upstairs. I remember telling him that I believed something paranormal had happened because I heard it run up the outside stairs just prior. To me, that was the first validation that this stuff was just not occurring in our heads. We both experienced something that night that we couldn't explain. And I was fully awake at the time. That's the end of this story. I haven't had any of these experiences in a long time. I'm not sure if they continue to bother my ex. To me, I will never believe it was just in my head. I do think something was after me and later took after my ex. The more I learn or watch about hauntings, particularly demonic, is that they target those who are weak, sick, or basically easy targets. I'm not sure what might have attracted such a force to me in the first place, but I could see that it would have concluded that my ex was a much easier target. He had a lot of issues. He struggled with depression, so I'm sure it would have been easier to get control over him. Hello listeners, I am delighted to tell you about Blood Moon Craft. Blood Moon Craft is the strange and sometimes terrifying shop at Society 6. 
You will find artwork and ghoulish goodies inspired by the tales told on Blood Moon Podcast. Every purchase will help the podcast grow. So check out Blood Moon Craft at Society6. takes us back to the morning of August 29th, 1967, in Cusac, France. Francois and his younger sister, Anne-Marie, were tending to a herd of cows in the pastures at the village of Cusac. The family dog was alongside, enjoying the clear, late summer morning. A light breeze blew the tall blades of grass and swayed the trees. Everything was normal until the cows stopped grazing and decided to head for a stone wall. Cows began to pass over the low wall, and Francois followed suit. Standing on top of the stone structure, the 13-year-old noticed a sphere of blazing light. Four childlike figures roamed the pasture around the sphere. All of them were a satin black with pointed craniums and a hint of a beard-like strap on their faces. One of the beings crouched over. Its long, slender arms moved as if it was harvesting something. Another stood nearby, holding a reflective object, making gestures as though it was giving commands. Francois shouted, The beings paused and looked at the children indifferently. One of the creatures shot upward and dove headfirst into the sphere. It was followed by another. The third stopped taking samples from the ground, stood up and flew up, disappearing into the sphere. The commander rose from the ground. It abruptly stopped, lowered itself back down, and picked up the reflective object that it was once holding. Anne-Marie was surprised to see that it had webbed feet and a sharp nose. The luminescence of the sphere grew intense as it spiraled away. The last being followed and entered the object, 
A low hiss filled the environment, followed by the stench of sulfur. The cows bellowed in distress, and the dog began to bark wildly. Francois and Anne-Marie were compelled to attend to the cows, not seeing where the object and its occupants had gone. The blood moon is setting. Braidwood USO and Incubus Attacks are from the nightsky.org. Four Little Devils was researched and written by Andrew Carey. Sources for this episode are in the show's notes. Music and sound effects by Blood Moon Podcast. Other sound effects are from Free Sounds Library and Quick Sounds. Thank you for listening. <laughs>